So uh, welcome to another episode of Amazing Individuals, where we talk to individuals with intellectual disabilities and the people that support them. On today's episode, we will be talking to T DJ Pastor Rock, also known as Chris Wiley. He helped create Rolling Nation. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on our show today. Thanks. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, could you tell our listeners where you're from? Uh, where are you? Where are you from? And and how did you get your nickname? It's an interesting story. Well, I'm from Buffalo, New York, first of all, which is how I'm connected to Brian mm -hmm. and and all that. But DJ Pastor Rock, I'm actually uh, a United Methodist minister. Also, I'm disabled. Obviously, I'm on disability. I have cerebral palsy and. In the last few years, I've become a full-time wheelchair user, and that's complicated things. But, but one of my friends a long time ago, when I was, when I started to write music, I said I need a nickname, and she said, "How about DJ Pastor Rock?" And that's, that's what it was, and and it kind of stuck. Yeah. And and so that's where the name comes from. That's great. So uh, could you kind of tell our listeners a little bit about you know, your background and a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Uh, like I said, my name's Chris Wiley. I'm a, I'm, I'm a lot of things. I'm a, a, a ordained United Methodist pastor. I'm a, a father to a 15-year-old daughter, which is quite an adventure, and a, a husband and, and so on. Uh, like I said, I have cerebral palsy. So that's uh, complicated my ministry things in some ways, or so I thought. Um, but and I'm also a musician, but I always had problems like having the ideas in my head, but finding ways to be able to play them physically because of my disability. But then with the advent of computer technology and so forth, and I met a few other musicians who helped. Uh, helped me learn some ways to use technology. It allowed me to be able to create some music. So kind of one door closed and then this other door opened and it's been a really cool journey. And then to be able to connect it with uh, helping other people um, because if, if you donate to Rolling Nation, which is the name of the album, but also um, the name of the foundation the foundation, you get an album in it, and the money raised there goes to a fund to help people with the cost of wheelchair vans, which is mm -hmm. something I learned about quite quickly because there was a time when I didn't need the wheelchair van, then all of a sudden I did, and I found out about all the expenses and, and how complicated that process can be. So I, I saw an opportunity to help, and that's what I'm doing. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I am. I'm supposed to use my uh, power wheelchair a lot more than I do because I have um, really bad um, arthritis in, in my feet and my uh, and my leg and my knees and hypermobility. But um, we don't drive. But I, I know that when I do use it, I agree with you. There is a little bit of a, you know, hindrance, you know, of when you get into cars and, you know, and things like that. So um so i understand how that can be a hindrance for people so i wish that wasn't but you know hopefully sooner or later i hopefully you know that won't be anymore so 
Yeah. But you know, there's ways around it. I mean, that's where the vans come in, but it's so hard to actually get the vans or be able to afford them because it's so expensive, the modifications. I mean, that's what disabled life is like a lot of times. And I'm sure that I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. I mean, there's extra expenses on top of expenses. You know, we can't just, I can't just go take an Uber somewhere or something right. like that, you know? And, and, but again, that's where we pitch in and we try to help and, and, you know, together we all do our part. And, and I think that puts us a little further ahead. Exactly. Exactly. So, can you please tell us how, how your com company works? Um, well, sure. It's, it's new. We're in the process of, of filing the, the nonprofit paperwork, which is a little bit complicated, especially in the pandemic, because here in New York State, I don't know where it is all over the country, although I, I'm sure that it's probably similar. Things got kind of a little bit behind, you know, and like paperwork and stuff, because people weren't, weren't in offices. Right. So we're trying to go through that. But in the meantime, as far as how it works, just from an idea, and it's pretty new, we're just kind of figuring this out but but we we have a dealership here locally that we are working with a place called uh, main mobility and that's where i got my wheelchair van and i built a relationship with with uh one of my friends there whose name is also chris and so when he sees a customer somebody who is coming in to get a van that really has a need uh he lets us know and we we give out the grant. So that's kind of how that works. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it's always good to have those kind of relationships. Yeah. And yeah, here we're from Illinois. So and yeah, the pandemic was kind of the same here where, you know, things got shut down and we're just now, you know, trying to reopen, you know, but it's still a little scary. You know, you still have offices that, you know, you know, aren't open and, you know, to get, like you said, to get whatever kind of paperwork you, you need is kind of hard. So, you know, so. It's, I'm sorry, it's super scary. You know, I mean, we're still, there's still the virus out there and everything. And, and again, it's complicated because you want to just go on and keep doing what you can do. And I'd like to be able to be out in front of people and doing shows and things like that. But, you know, here's the cool thing is like, it kind of opened up the virtual world mm -hmm. uh, that people realized, hey, we don't necessarily have to be in the same location. Like I don't have to be in, in Illinois. I can be sitting here in my house in Buffalo. You can be where you are and we can still have this conversation. So in that way, it really kind of made our world a little bit smaller. And that's pretty cool, I think. Yeah, and I think it also made, like you said, with the virtual, you know, it's kind of connected people where they might not have that, you know, connection, been able to have that connection before. So, so um, in starting your business, uh, what challenges do you uh, faced, you know? It well, it's, it's always, well, the album writing process was one thing. So it was kind of, and the other part is just getting it all up and running. It's a lot, you know, I mean. Like I'm sure when, when, you know, you've done things in the past, even like this podcast and you're getting it up and running and you're thinking, oh, now I have to go book guests and then I have to do this and this. And then, 
editing and everything else. Well, that's no different. You know, you're trying to figure out how to do everything and putting all those things in place. And, you know, funding is always an issue, but it's not an issue for us yet. We've raised enough money that we can give like a few small grants for, for a couple of years, you know, which is our, our goal. And then in keeping with, with what we were saying about the world being smaller, building relationships with other van, uh, other wheelchair van dealerships around the country and things like that. So that it's not just a Buffalo thing. Mm -hmm. That's just, it just started there because of that, but it's, you know, it's just that growing process. That's, that's really the challenge and the learning and, and all that, but we'll get there. Right. I understand. And uh, maybe, maybe um, how, what, what's some of the fundraisers that you guys are, you know, how did you get some of your, yeah, what was some of the fundraisers you guys did to, to raise money? So far, it's really been the music that's been the connecting point, you know, again, kind of promoting that I was doing this album and that I'm also trying to using that album to raise funds. So, you know, I've had an outpouring of, of, support for the music and, and the foundation because again it goes together so that's been sort of how we started it off and you know we'll do other things or look at other things as we go but right now it's mostly been through the music oh that's cool so, how did you... you get connected with the musicians you work with see that's really a lot of times it's really interesting live live shows um Again, I met a couple of, of other musicians. One was uh, Sam Baker, and he's a guitar player. He's sort of Americana uh, music. And I met him at a show in Buffalo, and he himself is disabled. And he's the one who gave me the idea to use the computer to, to write and record the music that I could hear in my head, but again, maybe not physically play. And so he gave me the idea to do that. And then at another live show, I met my friend, uh, MC Lars, who is a rapper, and he was opening up for a band here in Buffalo. He's not, you know, and, and we met and started having a conversation and we became friends right at his, at his merch table, you know, at the concert, like, you know, I'm an extroverted guy and I like to talk to people. So we started talking and then we kept talking and and he really helped me a lot to build it and then um my friend jill who is also on the record and and, and duff there on the record i met jill virtually i was looking for a vocal coach because mm -hmm. my I, you know singing i'm not a terrible singer but you know I, I needed some work and and jill is really really talented and i met her online and started taking lessons with her and then she's on the album and she introduced me to Duff who is a guitar player and producer and stuff again just through the magic of the internet. Oh that's one thing we have learned is through you know this pandemic that the internet is our friend <laughs> you know and that we can get a lot done with it so. Yeah and even even like Jill um, she lives in Toronto and I live in Buffalo so we're about maybe an hour and a half apart but again I do my lessons right on Zoom and we recorded we recorded the album remotely because of the pandemic. So like I had originally thought maybe I'd go up to a recording studio in Toronto, but it didn't, um, the pandemic wouldn't allow it. So again, with technology, we just worked remotely and were able to record a, a really good album together. Oh, 
Well, that's good. So uh, what are maybe one or two good accomplishments that you have made through creating your company? I would just say, again, that opportunity to help people primarily, that's like the biggest thing. We've already, you know, identified somebody to be able to give our first our first grant to, to be able to help them with their wheelchair van. And, and, you know, and that's really the, I mean, the main thing is helping people, but also again, the music, the music itself is, is super cool. I'm, I'm not a young guy. I'm 54 or going to be 54 in a couple months. And I've, I wanted to record music since I was 17. I, I play drums a little bit and I have a lot of friends who are musicians so just just the actually being able to do what we've been able to do and then again like to connect that to be able to help people i would say those are the main things the music and then helping people at the same time like it's okay. it's if that's i could good. design something that's exactly what i'd be trying to do <laughs> uh, that's a good thing you know we 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 kind of do the same thing with with our workforce uh, special Olympics, we try to help as many people as we can, right? Yep. And mentor people. So, yeah. So, uh, go ahead. When you're not. Uh, when you're not busy with your business, what are some things you like to do? Well, that's the good thing about my business is like, I like helping people. I like talking to people. Obviously, I'm a talker, right? And And I like making music. So there's that. Another thing we like a lot and uh, I, I think we might share this from our original emailing back and forth is another thing we like a lot is basketball. Mm -hmm. And so, so we have a, have a university around the corner from us, Niagara University. And we, when it's not in the pandemic, we, go, we would go to those games and things. So that's like one of the biggest things. And then just hanging around with my daughter and, and having fun with her, you know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you really like basketball. He, yeah, he used to play a long time ago, but he doesn't anymore. Cause, but you're trying to coach, right? Yeah. But yeah, you had too yeah, many injuries. Yeah, too many injuries. So. <laughs> yeah, we all get older, right? But but I love basketball too. In fact, uh, uh, Saint Peter's, who in the in the in the NCAA tournament mm -hmm. went to went to the Elite Eight. They're in the in the MAC conference with Niagara. So, so that was pretty cool. Cause I thought I kept thinking, what if this was Niagara to go that far? That would have been amazing. Right. You know? Right. But, right. uh, but yeah, so that's a lot of fun. Yeah I, yeah. I always enjoy it when like those surprise teams, you know, show up and, you know, you know, make it that far. So that's the best part. Right. And this is no different, you know, like it's easy to, I don't want to say easy. I don't mean it like that. Um, but it's for, for, you know, people with different physical challenges and limitations, it's a little harder. You have to work a little harder. You have to like kind of figure out how to do what it is that you want to do. Again, me with music, like I couldn't play. I like, I could play. I understood how to play, but I physically couldn't play. Like I had, you know, with my left hand and everything mm -hmm. and my legs, you know, so so that's what it's kind of like, again, St. Peter, same idea when you have to work a little bit harder to get where you are, like that's, that's just an awesome part to add into the story. Right. I understand it. Um, just as a side note too, uh, I guess what's one of your favorite uh, things about 
being a father to a 15 year old? <laughs> ah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, um, just watching her grow, I guess, you know, sometimes it makes me nervous now that she's 15. Like some days I want her still to be the little, the little girl that she used to be, but you know, we all grow up. So now it's just more watching her grow and, and seeing her become the person that she's becoming. And, you know, um, um, the other day in her class they or in her school, they had, it was cerebral palsy awareness day or something. Mm -hmm. And so she texted me a picture of her and her friend. They both had their green bracelets on and stuff, which, you know, uh, seeing her do that. And she did that even when she was young, like there's another, another, um, another person with cerebral palsy who just graduated from, from their school around the time when she was lit when she was still little and she and some of the kids were like they didn't know how to react to somebody with a disability because they had never seen it before mm -hmm. and and seen anybody like that before and hope was kind of that's my daughter's name is hope and hope was kind of in the middle of the class like saying you know my dad has cerebral palsy too and he's not he's not you know scary or anybody to be you know kind of he's just my dad you know and uh so that's awesome now she says to her friends that's my dad he cries at everything because <laughs> when she was you know I used to be so tough I always talk about how tough I used to be you know and uh but then she was born and now I'm kind of a uh you know just uh, you know I'm a dad the dad to a teenage daughter who's awesome so oh I understand yeah you're the same way right when people come to you and kind of give you a hard time or don't know, know how to react, right? What do you do? Just be yourself. Yep. Yeah. But it's nice to see other people. We can't do all the work, right? Like, yeah. like we just can't be everywhere. And also yeah. some days you just don't feel like it, right? It gets tiring yeah. to have to try to, but you know, we do what we, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, we, but we do what we can, but then to see other people like my daughter who, obviously is impacted by somebody mm -hmm. she still wears her mask in school and everything too and they lifted mask mandates but she still wears it because she knows that i'm more vulnerable mm -hmm. to you know to covid and stuff and to see other people especially people that you love you know uh, kind of help educate and help inform other people because sometimes i don't think it's that usually that people are bad people or that they don't care it's just something that they don't they haven't experienced so they don't really understand and so it's it's always good to have other people besides us mm -hmm. go out and help explain you know that look there's people in the world that don't necessarily look like you but they're still here and they're still valuable and they're still loved and they should still be included Right, right. I agree. You do that with the Northwestern volleyball, where you live right next door to uh, Northwestern University, and he does that with the uh, what the volleyball players and who else? The football uh, team. Yeah, basketball so, team. So you know, he he shows and you know that you know lets them know you know we're just like you and you know that you know that you know I'm able to have a conversation with you and I can you know play with you and all that stuff. So right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So it's always about relationships I think like think about this like you know I I I 
work in a, a, a with a theater company. My wife and I, you know, did some work with an inclusive theater here in Buffalo, and that's and through with my friend Amy, and that's how we met Brian. And then Brian introduces us together mm -hmm. and now we're here having this conversation and it's all about relationships right it's about going out and meeting other people and letting them see you know we're again we're all in this together exactly um and you said what was that experience like working for with like the theater with the inclusive you know theater what was maybe oh, the takeaways that you had from there a lot harder than i expected oh you know you know i thought because I talk all the time and I'm a, I'm a pastor. So I would preach and stuff and, you know, and all that. So I don't mind. I always say, I never met a microphone that I never met a microphone that I don't like, you know, but then when you are on stage and you have to have your marks and everything, and you're working with other people and you're trying to remember lines and, and everything like that, it's, it's a lot. It was really cool but it's a lot of work, you know? And uh, I, I loved it and I love Amy and, and I love Brian, you know, they're awesome people, but, but, you know, it, it um, but it, it was hard. It was a lot harder. Again, I, I don't want to say that I, again, I just, I, I wasn't like disrespectful to the work. I knew it was going to be work, but, but I just didn't understand. That's what I'm talking about. Like that. You just, right. You don't know what you don't know. And then all of a sudden you're on stage and you think, oh, this is not going to be so hard. And then it really is kind of hard, yeah. but it was still fun though. And again, we met some really cool people. Yeah, you did that with the 50th with who? Um, Jason Mirage, you, yeah. you were on. And, but he, yeah, you said that was tougher than. And it was a lot of, it, it was a lot of rehearsals and a lot of work. Yeah. But, yeah. I was yeah. a nervous, but with the, the show being sold out, you know, it's like you're actually being being watched. So you don't want to make a mistake. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But here's the thing that I, I I'm not always great at this, but but I try to remember is that if you you might know that you made a mistake, but other people won't really know unless you bring it up. You know, so you just keep moving and you keep doing what you're doing and and hope that it works out and it's and it's also great because like I was there and my wife Janelle was there and we were not experienced but we were around a whole bunch of people with a lot of other experience mm -hmm. so even if we kind of got stuck they were able to help work us you know <laughs> back in yeah. to where we needed to be and everything and it was it was fun that's what you did, right? Yep. Yeah, they helped you out too. So yeah. And they, they, if you made a mistake, they would they wouldn't see it. So it's like, but and they would help you. Yeah. So so, so um so go ahead, Kurt. What is one thing you would like to tell people about yourself that they might not know about you? I don't know, because we just talked about a whole bunch of stuff, <laughs> you know. Um I used to be able to ice skate. I was, there is a program called, it's called Gliding Stars now. At the time, I mean, again, I'm almost 54, so language was different than it is now sometimes, but it was called the SAVA, the Skating Association for the Blind and Handicapped, and was the name back in the 80s. And I was, I was 
in that I was kind of the poster boy when it was like a new thing. I was on this TV show called Real People that's available on Amazon yeah. Prime, which is really cool. I was on that show and stuff. So so that's something like an interesting kind of fun fact for people that I used to and and I became more of a basketball person. But growing up, I think it's because cold weather Buffalo, you know, I uh, I was a big hockey big hockey fan and so i i really wanted to learn how to ice skate so i did that well, i take it since you're from buffalo that you like the sabers then i i do like the sabers they're getting better so you know let's keep hoping that that goes the right direction yeah the bills we want to see get over the hump and get that super bowl and uh you know we just want to win one you know just let us win one it's you know it's it's tough being from buffalo some days you know, I agree. Like right now, it's tough for us to be a what a Hawks fan because they're doing so bad. So you know, yeah. but but, it's but like, you've you had know. but you've had your glory days. You've had the Stanley Cups and you've had you know basketball championships yeah. and yeah. and things like that. You know, um, but in Buffalo, it's just it's this <laughs> long road of suffering. You mm. know, and I love it here. I wouldn't trade it for anything, but. But I, we just want one. We just want to win, you know, just once. <laughs> uh, I understand that. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully uh, soon, you know, that'll happen. So, yeah. So, well, thank you so much for uh, joining us on, on our show today. We really enjoyed talking to you. So. Um, thank, thanks so much. It's been a real joy and I'm grateful again to be connected. I love the love your podcast i love the work that y'all are doing it's really cool and uh, you know and i'm grateful to brian for connecting us and yeah and thanks for having me oh anytime so well that wraps up another episode of amazing individuals uh we hope you've enjoyed our show uh please remember to subscribe to our channel for more great episodes so um uh before we end today lisa and i would like to remind everyone to make sure and get their COVID vaccine as well as the boosters. If you have not already done so, you are not just doing it for yourself, but you're doing it for the whole world. We hope everyone will stay healthy and safe. And remember that people with intellectual disabilities can accomplish whatever they want with the right support. So.